By making the world a more beautiful place, Artemis publishes artists and writers from the Appalachian region of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia and beyond. This is the time when we need to write and make art for the sake of healing our souls and enriching our communities. Welcome to Artemis I'm Jerry Rogers. I'm speaking to you out of uh, Final Track Studios here, and my guest today is someone I have been working with for three years. Artemis uh, Journal has been around for a long time. We've actually got 45-year history, or her story, uh, behind us. But my guest today, Paige Turner, is the artistic director, uh, and she has masterfully put together layouts for the last three years and we are thrilled to have her on our team and today she's in our studio welcome Paige well thank you for having me Jerry we came upon you uh, by recommendation from a mutual friend. I was looking for an art editor, and uh, you came highly recommended. <laughs> I had known you before I spoke to you about this. I had been watching your art for years. You're a wonderful artist, and I want you to talk a little well, bit about you. that. But by the time I uh, met you in person... It was because we really seriously needed an art editor. And you stepped up to the plate. You are married to Zephyrin Turner, and he does our layout as mm-hmm. well. So it, you're just a great team to have on board. So welcome to our studio today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what your background is and what led you to this point? Certainly. Um, I'm a, a visual artist. Uh, sculptor is, or sculpture is my passion. I, uh, in my free time, I do assemblage art, which I use all found objects. So I'm very attracted to the essence or the spirit of objects and the lives that they have have led. And those objects become the materials that I sculpt with. So my sculptures are imbued with meaning and lives that have lived beyond the objects themselves, which is kind of a similar approach to um, art editing with Artemis. I'm given all of these pieces of art that have lives and essence and energy of their own, and I compile and pair them uh, with the poetry of the journal. So my assemblage work very much is hand-in-hand with the art editor work that I do for the journal. And anybody who has seen our journal would agree how uh, wonderfully paired the art and the poetry goes together. Well, thank you. And we never know, you know, the process is such that we open up a call for submissions in October mm-hmm. for a month, 
we never know what's going to come in the door, yes, do we? Yes, we, do, we, have we, no put, ideas. we put a broad call out to the universe, to yes. the Blue Ridge and beyond, yes. and um, generally with a, with a theme for the, for the year. And the themes are um, broad and encompass often a, a, a bit of humanity so that everyone could answer these calls. Well, we've, we've evolved through the years through many themes, and originally we began as actually a feminist journal for three years. Many people may not know that, but we uh, started out of writing workshops for abused women in the basement of the YWCA in Roanoke, Virginia, and I thought this hopefully would be a vehicle for healing, and we saw amazing things happen with the group, and it that's how it began. And I think our just basic foundation is that we look at art and writing as a healing tool. And there's something really magical about what happens with that. And when we pair that together, we're, we're, we've got a beautiful, beautiful journal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when we get these submissions, I do approach it very similar to my to my sculpt- sculpture practice. I get I get a pile of surprises. You know, every every submission is a visual surprise. And then um, you know, Donnie and Adam, the poetry editors, read the the submissions and then they give me their choices. So then I read those little nuggets that are lives all all of their own and have energy and essence of their own. So I read read these poems for months. Zephyrin and I both read them together and we learn um, we learn the vibe, the energy, the essence, the um, we try to be conscientious of um, the tone of, of these po- poems also. And while I'm doing that, I'm I'm sorting and and assembling the visual art um, at the same time. And similar to my personal practice, many of these pairings pair themselves. Um, you know, it's when when I'm when I have both of the visual art as well as the words on my workbench. Some of them kind of you know, dance along and they, they find, they find their partners and they find, they find their, their pairs that make beautiful waltzes again with these separate energies, these separate lives, but together they, they, they do have a healing power and they complement each other as well as, um, stand alone. The art is its own, um, strength as well as the poetry. And so these, these pairings Many of them make themselves, and then I'm left with some of you know some of some of the voices that are maybe not quite as strong or or to me that I don't hear quite as loudly, and then I sit with those um, those pieces and really listen and let them have their own voice, their own life, their own energy, and eventually they all find their pairs. And um, it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch happen. Sometimes the pairings are topical and on the nose, and other times the pairings are surprising and even have a um, 
a sensory juxtaposition. There's there's a, a poem that is about the smell of summer in the DuPont Circle of D.C., which anyone who's been to, to D.C. in the summer, there is a particular heat and um, humidity that is unique to, to, to our capital. And the poem is describing that summer smell of a skunk, and the whole poem is just describing, you know, that, uh, you know, you can't shake that smell. And so I paired it with um, a painting that is yellow and lemon and has um, hydrangea and other um, things that just, just with your senses, you're looking at this painting and all you can do is smell summer while you read this poem about the smell of the summer skunk. So I, so it, it was so far from the senses <laughs> in ju- juxtaposition that, that it, it paired itself perfectly. And it's one of my favorite pairings in, 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 in the book this, this year. And it's just so surprising how some of them, you know, they, they want to be together and they don't reveal why until much later, but, but they, they have their own life. That synchronicity yes, starts ab- showing yes, up. It does. It does I show mean, up. We, we trust in the universe. It's going to provide, and it does. And, yes. And we never know, like I said, from year to year. And it's, it's wonderful when it happens, and we all get very excited as it starts evolving and coming yep. together. And and I love the way you talk about your art and assemblages mm-hmm. and how you put this together as well. Describe one of your pieces of art because your art is amazing. I've always oh, loved well, thank it. Thank you. Unless, unless, what about Mary Jane? Was that a name yes, of a piece? Yes, that was published in Artemis yes. a few years ago. Talk yes. about Mary Jane. Mary Jane is a sculpture that um, that came to be while I was working on an entire series of, of sculptures titled A Stitch in Time Saves Nine. And that series was 21 dress forms and dresses of women who had influenced my life. And so they're basically my aunties, my cousins, my friends, the, the women who, who helped shape, um, shape my identity. And that was a very structured um, body of work. And while I was making that, that body of work that's very structured and planned and specifically, specifically about each woman, um, I was playing in my workshop and kind of giving myself a break from the serious body of work that I was building. And from that play, I assembled um, a a broken teacup, and I filled it with all of these little components from my childhood, little uh, bundles of... uh, some some parts of of bo- of my favorite bits of books that have just tattered to bits. So I've rolled up the pieces into bundles. I put it into a broken teacup, and I found a a doll dress in my studio that was um, a, f- a friend of mine. Mother had found it from from our, our childhood, and it was a a doll dress that that we both enjoyed. And so I attach that to the cup, and then this this figure starts to emerge. And I I found these banister legs that that were in my studio, and then I found the shoes that I wore as a child. And one of the things that I remembered about them is I was very proud of getting 
the correct shoe on the correct foot. Because as a child, I often would wear the wrong shoes on the wrong feet. And they were my church shoes. And I had, um, they were Mary Janes from, you know, thus, thus the name. Uh, the shoes were had had small buckles, and I buckled the left shoe underneath of the tongue rather than over the tongue on the right, as a cue so that I could know which was my left shoe. <laughs> <That's so laughs> and I had seen I, I came across that and realized that I have been creating these little mechanisms for myself, um, altering my personal objects to so that I would know which is my left shoe. And um, it really spoke to the audacity that I walk through this life with, that I will just change an object and make it mine. I will pick something up off of the street and, you know, out of the gutter and reshape it into, into, into something, something that's, that's brand new and that's, that's mine. Um, and so Mary Jane, she's, the, she's wearing the banisters, the banisters are her legs, she's wearing these shoes. And um, underneath of her skirt is a, a skull that's full of uh, rabbit fur. And as a child, you know, we would get these dolls. And first thing we would do is take the clothes off to see what's, what's going on down there. And I remember being disappointed in the dolls. It was like, right. these are not, this is, this is not what we look like. Mm-hmm. And, right. and again, I, I, when I was little, I used to draw little, you know, little labia on the Barbies. You know, again, this audacity to just I will make something mine <laughs> right and and, 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 and I continue and right and and more real and and to take that embodiment of the spirit that is either floating around that I capture and put into that object um, is is definitely how how my assemblage assemblage work uh, flows but most of it is out of the audacity of play and then the refinement of those sacred objects as as well. So it's kind of a dual. So I work hard and I play hard too. <laughs> yes, and 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 you're perfect for what you do with Artemis. Well, and thank we're you. Thrilled, thank you to have your your work there and your vision in your eyes. So um, we, as we said, have a. a theme most every year. Mm-hmm. I thought you would read the theme for this Certainly. year to give everyone an idea. And by the way, we are in the final stages. We're sending the layout to our to printers. Print. Yes. And now it's now being printed. So we should have it in August. And then, of course, we'll do our launch September 1st at the Taubman Museum. But here was the theme that we opened up last year. This year's theme is transformative nature. Change is the only constant, as they say, and to begin envisioning a more equitable, weird, and wonderful future for all, Artemis Journal encourages work that moves beyond narrow concepts of both gender and environment. The The Greek lunar goddess Artemis is our journal's perpetual muse, She protects wild animals, the wilderness, women, and children. This year, allow Artemis' light to illuminate new pathways, prioritizing the wild over the well-tread. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for the beautiful cover of this year. It's my honor to put our founder and editor on the cover of, of our journal this year. 
it's time. Well, I, I'm I'm very hesitant about you know even talking about it because you know we've published for so long and I've had some pieces inside, but never on the cover. But this particular image was suggested by somebody else that that might be considered, and um, I look at uh, it. It's a very unusual piece in that it it shows a. A channel or a uh, it's, it's an, an opening in the world, and uh, it it it's the sky that circles around as well. And I look at art as a portal for energy, yes. and I think Artemis Journal is a portal for energy, like artists yes. individually who open themselves up to the universe and and have their inspirations, and then they try to put that forth. So I I really am proud that it's on there, and thank you for doing such a good job with it. It is a photograph. That's my first and foremost true love. I am a photographer, but I love publishing, and I love gathering a community of people together. Often artists and writers are very isolated and they have a show or they have a published book or a poem or whatever, but there's nothing like a community. Yes, you have like created a portal coming together. Yes. That's how I, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. I, I'm so proud of it. And we um, should mention September 1st, we will launch the mm-hmm. journal. As we do every year, the Taubman Museum is uh, graciously offers a yeah, space and great sponsors, and we have a program uh, of guest um, speakers. We had Nikki Giovanni last year, mm-hmm. who happens to be on our board, and we're thrilled to have her on. And she actually opens up the book with her poem about poetry, and we yes. always love having yes. her work in there. Yes. We have we have some great people. Um, some noted people, Betty Branch, and but mm-hmm. we also encourage first-time um, people to publish. In fact, we worked with Virginia Tech, Nikki Giovanni, the Giovanni Steger Poetry Award, which is um, a very, very successful poetry contest held every year, and we are publishing five and they're, of those poets in the top po- um, poems. I'm really pleased yeah. to have have the um, the award winners in our journal this year. Yes, yes, we are too. And so uh, we're going to close off the program, but before we. Um, do that. I want you to uh, say some other things that you do as an artist. I know you had some art up at the uh, New York mm-hmm. at the uh, National Arts Art Club, Club, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. National Art Club, and uh, and then you also edit another magazine as well. Yes, what is, yes. Tell so us I about just that. concluded an eight-year um, a position with Exponent Two Magazine, which is a Mormon feminist magazine that started in 1974. So very similar um, time when Artemis was was launching, um, and that was a a it's it's a Mormon feminist magazine that was a revival of the original Mormon feminist magazine that uh, happened in the 1890s that went away for hundreds of years. So it's kind of a revival back um, of awakening some silenced voices of women in the past. 
And so I, I work as art worked as art editor uh, for eight years with Exponent 2 magazine and doing a very similar position where I had essays and poetry and theology, and then I would go out and find um, visual art of uh, women who identify as, as women and identify in any way with, with the Mormon community at large and religion at large. So it was a challenge to find, um, you know, such a niche uh, artist to fill the magazine, and that gave me an opportunity to basically seek out and meet every artist that um, that either could or would identify as a, a, a woman and a Mormon artist. And that is a similar um, thing that I get to do with Artemis Journal is I, I get, as my job, I get to look at the art and the artists in the community, what is being made, and I, you know, I get a chance to kind of Rolodex their, their artwork and pull them into, um, you know, paired with these these poems in the future. So it's it's a real blessing not only to be an artist who is isolated, but to force myself to um, to meet other artists, to get to know their work, get to know the the feel of their work too, and then develop a relationship where they trust me to publish their their work. And I take I take all of that very serious. I take that role um, serious, and I try to conscientiously. Uh, and respectfully utilize their their visual art in in a way that strengthens the visual strengthens the words as well as stands alone and gives um, you know just as much real estate to visual art as to written words and I, I've I've that's been my mission with Exponent Two magazine as well as with Artemis to put more. More, more art, larger art pieces, um, more pages of, of art, but to give that equal weight um, to the wonderful visual artists of, of our region, as, as well as the, the poems. Well, thank you. Well, you do a great job, and we're we're thrilled to have oh, you. I love working with you too. It's it's my one of my favorite favorite projects, and throughout the year, it's not even it's not even a once a year project. We work on it throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And we're so in sync. Yes. We love sacred geometry and all that, and 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 of course, Zephyr does. does such an amazing job he of does. helping out with that layout. Thank you. So, well, thank you, and thank you for joining us today. If someone wants to see some of your art, do you have a website? So or is I have a, place a website. We can go it's, look? it's mostly abandoned. The best place to find um, to find my work is through a fantastic book that was recently published with Shifir Publishing. It's called Fifty Contemporary Women, and um, you can find my work next to Kara Walker, Judy Chicago. Um, Evie Day, uh, Maya Lynn. Um, this is an international survey of contemporary women from, I think, 1969 to today that are making um, notable feminist artwork. So Shifir Publishing has, has that collection. Thank you. So we are going to finalize our year and launch the journal on September 1st at the Taubin Museum, and tickets will be available at the box office, but we will also have information about how to purchase tickets on our website. So until next time, I look forward to our 
next podcast and you joining us. Thanks again, Paige. And thank you, Skip, for all you do. You've been listening to Artemis Speaks. Artemis is a charitable organization now 43 years old and has evolved to be all-inclusive, a journal with essays, poetry, and art. 10% of the journal's sales are donated to a woman's shelter in southwest Virginia. If you're interested in learning more, artemisjournal.org. You can mail us directly, P.O. Box 505, Floyd, Virginia, 24091. The closing music and the opening music you're listening to is Jordan Harmon. And the song is Just Slow Down, a very appropriate comment for the times that we're in. If you want to read, you have to slow down. Artemis Speaks, the podcast, is recorded twice monthly at Final Track Studios in Roanoke, Virginia. All rights reserved. It is co-produced by Jerry Rogers and Skip Brown. When it became so cool We got everybody walking around Trying to do the same thing That everybody else they do You know You gotta be yourself Cause yourself is all you got And all you got is what you need Look in the mirror, see it clearer The answer's staring at you And so just slow down and lie Cause you can't buy back your time And you know you can't lose touch Of those things That you love so much You love so Slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Yeah, just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Just slow down if you've got to, baby Just slow down if you've got to Just slow down if you've got to, baby Just slow down Just slow down if you've got to, baby Just slow down if you've got to Just slow down if you've got to, baby Just slow down